the lost moon of Gallifrey. Pazithi Gallifreya. How do you lose a moon? Well, technically, the moon isn't lost. The planet it orbited, however, is gone. What happened? Pazithi Gallifreya. Your homeworld. Gallifrey. The Time War. But that's a myth, isn't it? No more a myth than gods and demons, Ida Scott. When the second sun went down behind the mountains to the north, and Pazithi filled the sky, darkest amber at first, after the sunset, it's all gone now. Long gone. I'm sorry. With Gallifrey gone, Pazithi still didn't escape the gravitational field of the system. Its orbit became eccentric, so it can be a bit hard to find. Hence the lost moon. Ten zero eleven zero zero by zero nine. We've landed. Now that's strange. That should be. There's a breathable atmosphere out there. Shall we? Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Doctor Who, starring Mark Kalita as The Doctor and Adriana Melendez as Olivia Lefleur. Episode 13, The Nature of Things, written by Stephen J. Cohen. I'll deal with you later. Yes, Miss O'Reilly. What is it? I've brought a swatch of the new fabric, ma'am. We need to see if it meets with your approval before refitting the looms. Show me. Yes, very good. Excellent, in fact. How long will it take to refit the looms? We can't start the changeover until this shift is done and the machinery is cooled down. Second shift tomorrow at the latest. Excellent, Miss O'Reilly. Expect something extra in your paycheck this week. Thank you, ma'am. Kate, please! What have you done to her? Why couldn't she see me tied up here? The human mind is a very malleable thing. And the skill of human hands, a useful commodity. More rare and valuable than you might think. There was a planet once called Logopolis. They developed mathematics so complex that only a living mind could have manipulated. Computers were useless. These weavers, 
These women make an utterly gorgeous cloth by hand. It is a skill so rare that in a few thousand years small remnants of their work become utterly priceless. The act of weaving is a form of mathematics, following patterns. Their skill was wasted on bits of cotton. I have given them something much more valuable to weave. So they still think they're in Lowell, in the textile mills, weaving cloth. You've got them in some sort of trance. Yes, they are in some sort of trance. If you will excuse me, I must see to the looms. So are these the missing women? Do you recognize any of them? I don't see Mary. Hey, one minute. That's Kate. Lauren and I talked to her just before she disappeared. Kate! Kate O'Reilly! Ida, come back! No, let her go. She might learn something valuable. I have a different job for you. What? Let's put your mechanical engineering skills to the test, hmm? Now, this may look like a textile factory. But I can guarantee you that these women are not weaving cloth. Take this. Your screwdriver? Yes. Take things apart. Learn like an engineer. If anything seems odd, focus on that point. It will be a weakness in the illusion. Study everything, assume nothing. Got it. What are you going to do? See that door over there? Away from all the noise? The one that says, private, do not enter. Seems like a good place for me to start, don't you think? Kate! Wait! Please! Yes? Oh, I met you a couple of weeks ago at Mrs. O'Hannigan's boarding house. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. These last two weeks have been a bit hectic. I'm Ida Scott. So you do remember me? Where did you get to? Marin and I were talking to you and then... I got called away, offered this great job. Mrs. Kaiser takes only the best weavers. It's an honor to work for her. Mrs. Kaiser? She's the owner. I think she's a widow, inherited the business when her husband died. Imagine that, a woman owning a whole mill. Look around. Did you notice? What? No men. <laughs> she only hires women, even the supervisor jobs like mine. Three weeks ago, I could never have imagined it. But now I manage this whole floor. <laughs> but where did you disappear to that night? I live in a lovely boarding house just outside of the mill grounds. I've got to walk over to the other building to check something. Want to come along and see? Yes, please. Halfway across the galaxy and back again. Here I am tied to a blasted... Wait a minute. It looks like a mill. I think it looks like a mill. She wants me to think it looks like a mill. Focus on the ropes. What do they look like? What do they feel like? Do they feel like ropes? Do they really feel like ropes? Focus on the spaces between the ropes. They feel tight. How tight? Are they tight? How big are those spaces? How big? How big? 
can they be bigger? Be bigger? Bigger? Now, let's figure out what's really going on. Hello? Huh. More machinery. You're not what you seem, though, are you? These shapes look familiar. I just can't place them. An exceptionally good perception filter, I must say. Thank you, Doctor. Coming from you, that's quite the compliment. Oh, I'm sorry. Do I know you? Come now, Doctor. It has been a long time, I grant you that. You really don't know. <laughs> Have I changed that much? No. It can't be. The Time War. How did you survive? Your war? Yes, I know where you were, Doctor. Your war wrought havoc throughout the very fabric of this universe. You rent the cloth and tore it asunder. How did you survive? With more dignity than our friend, cowering at the end of time in a human body, watching the last light of civilization go dark. Oh, yes. I have been keeping tabs on you and the others and your petty squabbles. How do you know about the Master? You say his name, but not mine, Doctor. Should I be offended? Or do you fear me? Fear me in a way that his limited ambition never could inspire. I don't fear you. Your eyes betray you. Rani. Right. I can't get it to... There. Okay, let's get this cover off and see what makes you tick. You said the war wreaked havoc in this universe. I said your war, Doctor. Do you deny it? No, I don't. I take full responsibility for my actions. Just tell me, Rami. Where did you go? Imagine my surprise when my TARDIS landed on a planet at galactic coordinates 10-0-11-0-0 by 0-2. Gallifrey? No, Doctor. Even my Type 90 TARDIS doesn't know how to deal with negative coordinates. Alzarius! You were in e-space! Yes, Doctor. And I watched through the charged vacuum embodiment that hole in the fabric of the universe, as you destroyed the only home I had ever known. I lost everyone that day as well. And from the chaos and destruction you left, I will once again make order. What do you mean? Nature abhors a vacuum, Doctor. You've been on Earth. You've met Rikoski. Francis Rikoski II. He's human. He's immortal. Immortal as the planet he stands on, there from the moment of its fiery birth to its fiery death. Is that human, Doctor? Is it? Nature abhors a vacuum. You played God. 
You wiped away order. And now nature will take your precious humans and fill that gap. Is that what you want? So what's your plan? Bring back the Time Lords to fill the gap? Gallifrey is gone, Rani. Your mind is so small, Doctor. So very small. I was in e-space with the old races from the dark times put there by Rassilon. The Rachnos. The Vampires. Yes, and the Novacron. The Novacron are a myth. <laughs> Don't toy with me, Doctor. You were there when the Clan Shirik sent its Sentinel to Earth. They lost contact with him. Yes, I know. Gallifreyans, Alorians, and Novacrons, so similar in so many ways. Being a Time Lord myself, Gallifreyan tissue samples were very easy to come by. I was able to acquire Alorian tissue samples from some Daleks that had a chance encounter with a race that assimilated Alorian homeworld. But, until my time in eSpace, I did not have access to the last part of the puzzle. You're talking in riddles, Rani. I am. I am talking in puzzles, in fact. Genetic puzzles. Genomes, Doctor. The genetic distance between your precious humans and Earth's chimpanzee is minuscule. And yet so much can be learnt about both species in the comparison. I have genomic maps from the oldest of races in the universe. Races older than time itself. That's forbidden knowledge, Rani. Even Rassilon... Rassilon is dead. Gallifrey is gone. There is no gatekeeper at the doors of immortality anymore, Doctor. The Time Lords will live again. And this time, they will live forever. Live forever? That's insanity. The knowledge is right there, in front of me, staring me in the face. You killed them. You killed all of them. And I can bring them back. And not as a shadow of their former selves. They will be greater and more powerful than ever. And all shaped in your image. Don't want to talk about that part of your little plan, do you? Do you? And what are you, anyway? What have you done to yourself? <sighs> the experiments needed a... a test subject. A guinea pig. Your own genome. Who are you? What are you? Do you even know? You're not a Gallifreyan anymore. I would have known you if you were. What have you done to yourself? What poison have you added to those venomous veins of yours? I have stepped back through the genetic ages, Doctor. Cut away the distortion, the noise, and I have found it. The first genome. Each second I live, each second those women weave out there at those looms, my nucleic acids rewrite themselves, stripping themselves of imperfections. Soon, Doctor, very soon, I will be immortal. What? What's happening? A power failure. Must remember to compliment Olivia on her timing. Right! There is nowhere to run, Doctor! Uh, 
Oh, I picked a fine time to lend out my sonic screwdriver. Doctor, let me help. Who up? Not now. No time. So, Doctor, you have found the witch. She can't help you now. Ignore her. Come on. I see you, Doctor. Wherever you go. A Time Lord playing for time. How quaint. <laughs> She's right. What? I have to face her alone. Find Ida. Find Olivia. And do what you can to keep the workers safe. I know what I must do. Listen to me, Doctor. In all things, there is one truth. Truth lies in a place beyond right and wrong. Beyond logic and beyond blame. Gaze within the flame, Doctor. Sacred is the knowing found at its core. Sacred and timeless. Sacred and timeless. Thank you. Now go! I can see it all now, Doctor. The reason behind everything. And, as I take on Rassilon's mantle, there is a role for you to play as well. Open your mind, Doctor. Open your mind and know. I... I can see it now. Yes. How fitting. In ending the war, you destroyed Omega's handiwork. It is only fair that you restore it. The equations are flooding into my mind. These equations are not for containing a black hole? No, Doctor. The charged vacuum invoitment and all of eSpace will live in our Eye of Harmony. Our Eye of Eternity. All those worlds? Dead. Consumed. All of them? Yes. The vampires were last. Orkon's blood was the sweetest of all. I can't let you do it. I'll have to stand against you. Oh no, Doctor. It is too late for that. <gasps> what happened? He's gone. Gone? Yes. And I know what I must do. So his journey ended. The son returns home to the father. Where am I? We are nowhere, Doctor. In no time and no place. We do not exist. Doctor Who, Episode 13, The Unraveling, Part 4, The Nature of Things. Written by Stephen J. Cohen. Directed and produced by Paul Mannering. Featured in this episode were Mark Kalita as The Doctor, Adriana Melendez as Olivia Lepluet, April Sadowski as Myron, Damaris Mannering as Ida Scott, Fiona Thrall as The Rani, Robin Carlyle as Kate, and Mark Kalita as Omega. Doctor Who theme music mixed by Danny Stewart. 
based on the original Doctor Who theme by Ron Granier, based on an original mix by Delia Derbyshire. Additional music by Victor Stella, Wilkes, Bit Rationale, and Lord of Bass. Broken Sea Audio Productions has released this audio drama under a Creative Commons license. For further information, please visit www.brokensea.com forward slash Doctor Who. Doctor Who and related concepts and characters are the property of the British Broadcasting Company. Other related concepts and characters are the property of Terry Nation. No copyright infringement is intended. www.brokensea.com This is one of the few dark places on Earth. Its location is a rumor whispered in the hushed corridors of the White Hall. Even today, it's simply referred to as the village. Did you know that number six was not accounted for? I believe number six is still on the island. Rather a good way to protect him and his information, I suppose. No one's been near the place for over three decades. The bad news is, she hit that hurricane, ran aground, serious damage, radio's out and all systems are down. She's marooned in the village. Last night, you called me number six. You put me in a house addressed number six. You never even asked me my name. No need for names here. Number six. Number six? Indeed! <laughs> Why, number six, you're not the man you used to be. Civilization has branded you. You'll never be free unless you view everyone and everything as suspect. She's a valuable resource. She has access to sensitive material. Oh, for heaven's sake, Ross. She's as loyal as you or I. We can't rule out defection or foul play. I'm talking about trust. Sometimes, Thomas, you're shockingly naive. What is this place? A village. Like any number of villages. And you? A citizen. Like any number? I am not a number. I love this game. <laughs> I love this game. Power has returned to the village. Power? Who are you? A trusted servant of the state. Damn it, Tommy. In Texas would say y'all are all hat and no cattle. Y'all got so distracted by the surface that you couldn't see beneath. You gotta brush away all that Rocco crap and expose the truth. It was all in the files. You just had to read between the lines. I'm afraid this place isn't big enough for both of us. Good to see you again, number six. What a pleasant coincidence bumping into you after... How long has it been? I've stumbled across a private war and I'm sick of those. I won't be part of it. No love without freedom. No freedom without love. Simple truths worth dying for. <laughs> The Prisoner, coming soon from Broken Sea Production.